Let's be honest. Probably as a business owner, I would say more often than not that one of the biggest pain points for entrepreneurs is when it comes to taxes and accounting. I mean, I'm going to say, I'm going to go out on a limb here and say that you're going to be hard pressed to find an entrepreneur or a business owner who is like, you know what I love to do? Taxes. You know what I love to do? My accounting. Well, my guest today is actually someone who has a passion for this and has a passion for, especially for helping social entrepreneurs tackle this part of their business in a purposeful way. Welcome to the Business with Purpose podcast. Welcome to the Business with Purpose podcast. Here's our host, Molly Stewart, our mom. Welcome to the Business with Purpose podcast. I'm your host, Molly Stillman of stillbeingmolly.com, and this show is all about bringing you the stories behind the brands, companies, and small businesses that are changing the world. Each week, I interview an entrepreneur, CEO, nonprofit director, community leader, or just an incredible person who is trying to make a positive impact, not only with their personal life, but also with their career. My goal is to show you that no matter what you do for a living, you can make an impact wherever you are. My guest this week is Jessica Ma. As founder and CEO of Indonero, Jess loves helping entrepreneurs run better businesses. She has grown the company from zero to over 250 employees and has been featured in the Forbes and Inc. 30 under 30 lists. Jessica left high school at age 15 to attend Bard College at Simons Rock, studied computer science at UC Berkeley, went through Y Combinator, and is a member of the Young Presidents Organization. I loved talking with Jessica. She is absolutely brilliant, and she is somebody who can take a concept like accounting and taxes and all those kinds of things and and just do them with purpose. And just the way that she talks about those things even gets me, as somebody who is terrible with that sort of stuff, it gets me energized. And so I just really am excited to bring her to the show today. So without further ado, on to my conversation with Jess. Jess, I am so excited to have you on the show. Thank you so much for being here. I'm so excited. Thanks for having me. Well, I want to just have you dive right in and give us the Jess 101. So tell us who you are, what you do, and how you got to where you are today. Absolutely. Well, my name's Jess Ma. I am the founder and CEO of a company called Indonero, and we do accounting and taxes for small businesses. And the idea is that accounting is really old school really archaic. No one likes doing it. All entrepreneurs hate doing it. And I thought there's got to be a better way. How could we use software to deliver a much better, delightful accounting experience for business owners? And how do we also automate away a lot of the mundane, repetitive work that accountants are doing and make the accountants' lives better? So today we help thousands of businesses with their accounting. And, uh, and we have about 300 full-time employees at the business. Now, that is one, that's amazing uh, because I am obviously not an accountant. I'm a creative. I hire somebody for things like that. So, um, but I know that is a huge pain point for so many small business owners. But one of the things that I know about you and the work at Indonero is it's not just that you guys do accounting and taxes for small businesses. You have um, a really kind of interesting niche in advocating for um, what kind of you call for baby B corporations and really kind of talking about the impact of, of sort of like creating sustainable business, ethical business, you know, in the area of 
finance for businesses like that. Uh, so I'd love if you kind of could talk a little bit about that. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I started thinking this a few years ago. Essentially, the bigger picture thought is how do we have more purpose and meaning in the work that we do? And I just felt that so many folks in the private equity and VC world, they're working really hard and they're just focused on, you know, just profit maximization, essentially. And I thought, okay, that's okay. That's interesting. But how do we take it to the next level? And I love the B Corp movement. And for those who don't know, B Corp is essentially a certification out there for companies that are extremely purpose-driven, that you have to go through this whole process to get certified. And it's really, really, really hard to do. Um, And in some cases could take a year or two to prepare yourself to be able to go through the certification. And so I thought, well, how could we at least get this process rolling for our customers and for all my other friends involved, where we just have this conversation around how to have more meaning and purpose as a CEO and, you know, in your business for the impact you're making. And you don't need to go through a B Corp uh, certification. You don't need to, you know, go through all of that overhead. Just start making impact today and let's just start having those conversations. And, you know, I've been spending at least, you know, let's say a third, if not close to half of my time um, recently, you know, doing a lot of COVID response stuff, helping our businesses figure out how they're going to make an impact themselves. And that's been, I'd say, so rewarding and has given me so much more energy for the work I do that feels more directly profit driven. And so that's also led me to think that doing this helps a CEO be more focused and probably be more successful than if they were just directly focused on only profit and, uh, you know, making money. Absolutely. Now I'm really interested, you know, since you work obviously with so many small businesses and since you are heavily kind of plugged into that B corporation purposeful business area, I am just curious, I mean, because obviously this is a this is a topic and an issue that is top of mind right now for so many people in the world, basically the whole world. Um, and I would love for you to just kind of share what kinds of things are you seeing, like how the, the small businesses that you're working with are handling COVID-19 and how you know, what, what are the things that they are needing? Um, I actually did a podcast episode um, back episode 190. I did, you know, I did an entire episode on, you know, how we can support ethical, fair trade, B corporation, like purposeful businesses during this time, because they are in such a unique position where a lot of them are, are purpose driven and aren't going to make sacrifices to that would harm people. And so I, I'm just kind of curious, like what you're seeing, what kinds of things are you, are you doing as a company to support not only those businesses, but also your own? Yeah, well, I think the most direct thing we've done, um, and this is such a, I'm, I'm so excited that we had talked about this today because it's, you know, for years and years, I just felt that we weren't doing enough to help others. And as COVID became a problem, I told my employees that this was their chance to be the essential frontline workers, but in the business world, 
you know how you have doctors and nurses helping patients? Well, you know, in our case, um, businesses are the patients, right? Like all these guys were streaming into the emergency room, so to speak, a month or two, two months ago. And we were helping everyone triage their problems. So we went, we guided all of our customers and prospective customers free of cost going through um, how they could triage, save money, and, you know, frankly, make it through this uh, in a financially sustainable way and also help guide these business owners on how to recalibrate their businesses so that they could actually work, assuming COVID and, um, you know, lockdown extended for six, 12 months, or if there's no vaccine and things didn't go back to normal, how do we reinvent their businesses? And more recently, how do we help all these companies get PPP loans? So we've applied for the PPP loan for pretty much all of our customers and many other non-customers just to help them out. And, you know, I had people working around the clock for weeks, uh, working through the weekends, trying to get these things through for all these struggling businesses. And I think our, our team members have felt more mission driven and more, you know, more impactful than probably ever before. That's a really good point. And I love how you kind of made that distinction, you know, talking about how your employees are sort of the essential workers of the business world and how we don't think about that enough. And yes, obviously we want to thank our essential workers and people who are working in hospitals and doctors and nurses and cleaning staff and the, the cafeteria staff in the hospitals. Um, also, you know, essential workers in grocery stores and things like that. But yeah, there's the reality is, is that there's so many people in the business community who need help. And to be able to be the essential workers to support them and help them triage is, that's really impactful. And um, yeah, I mean, just, the, you know, so many small businesses too struggle with innovating when, especially if it's, you know, say you have a, a small business that maybe, um, I can just think of off the top of my head, like a small business that maybe sells jewelry, but they, you know, they, they manufacture and sell jewelry. Well, if you know, if you have a, a founder of a company who literally all they've done their entire life is that, like, it's pretty hard for them to kind of switch gears or think about how to innovate that business in a unique way. And I don't necessarily know, like, what the answer is, you know, to say, like, oh, well, you should do it this way. But the reality is, is like, you have to innovate. The example that sticks out in my mind of some of the some businesses, small business owners that I've seen really innovate in a creative way is. I follow a couple very successful photographers and their photography businesses took a huge hit because they weren't able to do any sessions and they are creating FaceTime sessions and taking unbelievably amazing portraits through computers and phones. And I am just in awe of their creative talent and abilities. One photographer I follow has done over 173 FaceTime sessions in the last couple of weeks. And to me, I'm like, that is the perfect example of innovating during a time like this. And I love when I see companies like yours kind of come alongside some of these small businesses and, and figure out, okay, what is it that we could do to innovate during this time? You're not bringing, you know, maybe you're a service-based business and you're not bringing in any income right now. What could we do in the meantime? Yeah, exactly. I mean, I think uh, it's a two-step process right now where on one hand, you do have to deal with the onslaught of problems, right? Like if you can't make your rent payments, how do you deal with that? If you're, you have a lot of people on payroll we can't put to use, how do we deal with that? And, you know, that's the most painful part. But once you get through that, then 
then we could start having these conversations around how do we really maximize this and see this as an opportunity. Not, it's not just about recalibration, but perhaps this could be the, the biggest gift we've been given. And uh, it takes some time to get to that point, though. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, any time you go through, you know, whether you as an individual or us as a collective society, like anytime we go through something that's really difficult, it can be hard to see the other side. It can be hard to see maybe the the good things that might come out of something like that, or it can be hard to see maybe the breakthrough that might come from a, a really challenging season, whether in business or in, in your personal life. But, you know, we know that Sometimes when we get to the other side, like it really is, it, it can be transformational in, in both our personal lives and in our businesses. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I know for me, I felt like, you know, at least for our business, we've been more mission driven and that's really been a rallying call for everyone. I know in my personal life, you know, I'm spending at least a quarter of my time on the board of this organization called C19coalition.org. Our group's raised in the tens of millions of dollars for working capital for PPE. And that's been, you know, incredible, right? And I've learned so much working on that and dealing with all the problems that states and hospital systems are having. And, you know, by doing that, yeah, like there's no compensation and yeah, there's no glory in that. But, you know, that's helped me learn so much about something else outside of the accounting and software world that I'll be to bring back as well. Yeah, absolutely. Now, there was something else I wanted to kind of talk to you about just, you know, that makes sort of your approach to what you do with Indonero a little bit different. And you really have uh, kind of this set of ideals for really prioritizing profit people and planet at your company. And and I know that you had that you, uh, I just kind of from some of the research I've done and some of what you'd shared with me before we recorded is that you had an epiphany while attending like this very swanky CEO summit series in an exotic location. And I'd love for you to just kind of share like how you kind of came to those ideals, what they look like and how you've implemented them in your business. Oh yeah. So no, this is great. Well, as I mentioned for many, many years, I just felt like we were just in a boring business, right? Accounting's not really sexy, which is why I got into it. Cause I thought, wow, we can make accounting sexy. But what I was missing was the inspiration to figure out how do we actually make a difference for the people in our company so that they feel like they're doing something much more impactful and for our employees, right? And also for the world at large. And I was talking to this guy who built a huge global business that has impacted everyone's life, including yours, probably. We, we were just having dinner and and I, I told him about my dilemma here, about how I, I love my business and I think what we do is important, but it's not quite as uh, helpful for other people as I would like. What should I do? And his answer was, well, Jess, think about it. You're in such a great position. I mean, you run the finances for thousands of these really important businesses and also for you know, small businesses where you know, they really need your help. And what could we do with all of that? And, um, you know, how do we change the way we think about accounting so it's not just financial, it also involves impact and having, say, a double, triple bottom line. And you could help spearhead that. And that was 
that was the conversation that just really helped me start thinking about all the other things we could do. And um, that led down a spiral and a good thinking about how, well, also we have businesses that are sitting on a ton of cash. How do we help them manage their own giving programs? How do we help them figure out maybe they could lend their money to other nonprofits um, as well? And then something I've been doing now for a few years, which is so many of our customers, the CEOs or founders are doing extremely well financially. Others will have incredible outcomes. How do we organize events to get them to pledge a meaningful amount of their, you know, their profits now and in the future to charitable causes? And, you know, since we're helping them manage their money, we're, we're in the perfect seat to help them start thinking about those things. And also for many of these CEOs, it's, it's a tax planning situation. By giving more, they save more on taxes. <laughs> so, and, you know, given that we do their taxes, uh, we're perfect for guiding those conversations. And I think now, you know, within our portfolio, we've, we've gotten people to uh, pledge tens of millions of dollars to charitable causes because of this work. Yeah. Um, so anyway, I could go on and on and on, but no, yeah, I hope please. That- yeah, yeah, talk a little bit more about that because I think that's such a, for a lot of people, there's there's sort of two segments. I, I mean, I've kind of found in interviewing, I don't know, over almost like 200 different people, maybe even more than that. In interviewing these business owners, there's sort of two segments of people in the business world I typically find. And there's those that kind of go into it with a purpose and then they find profit along the way or maybe they don't, but they, they go into it because they want to, to use business as a force for good. And then there's others that go into it, which, you know, we, we're not kind of here to debate this or not, but, you know, there's people that go into business just purely to make lots of money. And then yeah. they maybe find purpose along the way. So I, I, I think that's really an interesting distinction. So I'd, I'd love for you to just kind of expound on that a little bit more. Yeah, I don't think it's necessarily so black and white. And because in our case, I really wanted to help entrepreneurs. My first goal with Inanera was to make the entrepreneur's life better because accounting and financial management is so painful for the entrepreneur. But what I found over the years is that it wasn't quite as, it didn't feel as impactful as, uh, you know, what some of my other friends or peers were doing per se. So I, I thought my business was, you know, maybe you know, 50% on the impact scale. And I wanted to be able to take it to that like 80, 90%. And uh, that's an evolution. And so to what I'd say about that, I think more entrepreneurs than we think are in that middle ground where I was, where they wanted to do good and they wanted to make profit. But as they started making more money, they realized they wanted to make more impact. And that process and journey is actually really challenging and tricky because, you know, once you've started building a company that's really focused on growing revenue, growing market cap, growing profit, you know, you don't really have as strong of a cultural bone to make a difference, right? So that's the first problem. Um, The second issue is that the products that you're selling, you know, they're not directly tied to impact. And so in our case, I had to have dozens of conversations with people to brainstorm ideas. Like, like the conversation I told you about where I had dinner with this guy, you know, his suggestions didn't eventually lead me to down, down where, you know, we're making the most impact, but it at least got me thinking about, well, maybe this is uh, something to brainstorm out with more people and frankly, just be candid and tell other people who had ultra impact 
impactful businesses that I want to be more impactful myself. And I'd love their ideas on how I could get there. And, um, and so I would say it's really been a journey. It's not really uh, an overnight thing. Yeah, absolutely. And I guess I should have clarified a little bit more because I, I said that there's sort of people in two camps. And then I say, I think you tend to find that a lot of times the people that sort of end up in those two different camps where you have the people that go into business for profit solely or people that go into business for purpose, sometimes you find those people that sort of end up in a, in a third camp that's like, oh, wait, we can use business as a force for good, make a lot of money and also do a lot of good in the, in the process. And so you kind of find people that then end up sort of in this third camp. And I have a lot of conversations about this on the show is just, and I've seen a big change and, and I know that you will agree with this in the last few years that there's been a big shift in sort of the business world. But I mean, I would say in the 90s, the 80s, the 90s, even the early 2000s, the idea of business just sort of became this almost like if you went into business, you were greedy. There was business was bad. You know, CEOs were greedy and CEOs were money hungry and all these kinds of things. And then you you have um, just sort of this slow transition over the years to people realizing, oh, wait, no, we don't need to have a nonprofit to make an impact in the world. We can actually make an impact through business and, and for-profit companies. Would you agree with that kind of as you've, as you've kind of done this work over the years? Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, even, I mean, I went to Berkeley and uh, I remember yeah, like a lot of my classes were like, oh man, like you're the blood sucking capitalist, huh? And <laughs> that was the joke. And now, you know, I think about it so differently. It's like blood sucking capitalist this doesn't even cross my mind. So it, it's been really cool to see that. And I think in the next 10 years, we're going to see an even bigger shift in transformation here. And I think this concept of triple bottom line, where it's people, and planet, and then profit, right? And, uh, you know, right now, it's it's not really uh, a common thing for businesses to really put it in the forefront. I think it's going to be front and center in the next 10 years. I completely agree. I completely agree. And that was one of the whole reasons I wanted to even, when I started this podcast back in 2016, that was one of the whole kind of motivations for starting it was I wanted people to see so many different examples of lots of different types of business owners who are using their business as a force for good to kind of show people that it really doesn't matter what you do for a living. Whatever kind of, you know, field that you choose to go into or career path you take, like you can use business as a force for good and you can make an impact wherever you are planted. I mean, I've had you know, obviously you're an accountant. I've had photographers. I've had wedding planners. I have had an optometrist. I mean, all types of people who have gone into business and have found a way to use that business as a way to positively impact profit people and planet. And yeah, exactly. I think that the more people see that, you know, the faster that that's going to happen is we're going to see more people going into business, you know, for that reason. Yeah, I mean, that's why, you know, I do a lot of what, what I do and, you know, using, I think what's so cool about being CEO of a multi-hundred uh, employee business is that, you know, it's really given me a lot of the relationships and contacts and the credibility needed to make a bigger difference, you know, in other areas, like with the COVID response work we're doing at C19 Coalition, 
you know, my ability to raise money, my ability to bring together incredible people. It's just really easy now as a CEO. And, you know, one thing that was really incredible to me is just uh, thinking about all these people who were like idols of mine, people I really was inspired by over the past years. And I would just have loved to get on their calendar to just pick their brain. And now we're all working on C19 Coalition stuff together. It's frankly, uh, you know, hilarious how often we all talk to each other and how like, since we're all doing good together, it's created this opportunity to work with incredible people I never would have imagined being able to collaborate with. And that in itself is rewarding outside of the, you know, the obvious impact we're making. Yeah, absolutely. That's a great, uh, I, I think I love that. You're just like, it's hilarious now how much we work together. <laughs> and so <laughs> I know, uh, like I'm really feeling phone calls from these people who I'm like, Oh my God, like, wow, I'm learning so much from them too. Right. And, yeah. uh, you know, one point I also want to make is a lot of people when they're kind of thinking about how do I make a bigger difference? I think it's important to think about your personal platform, who you know, and who your customers are. So what you would normally think, you would think, all right, well, accounting's not necessarily that impactful in and of itself, right? Mm -hmm. But if you ask the question, who are your customers and what do they have? What capabilities do they have? And what assets do they have? And how can they make a difference? And how can you, can you enable them? That's really what led me to the aha moment. Because yeah, accounting, you know, it's, it's accounting. We're not like, we're not directly like doing philanthropy or changing the world. We're helping other businesses. But when you shift the question of who are your customers, our customers are the thousands of companies who then in turn employ, you know, tens of thousands or hundreds of thousands, thousands of total employees. And they have billions of dollars in all their bank accounts and we could help influence what they do with all of that, that, and that, that's really what kind of led us down, down the, you know, a more productive uh, brainstorm path. And so, yeah, you might think, all right, I'm a photographer, uh, you know, taking a photo of someone or, or for a company is not going to change the world, but you know, I'm a photographer for all these entrepreneurs and for all these do-gooders or for all these people who are connected to frontline workers, there's got to be something around that that could be super impactful and meaningful. And so I'd really encourage everyone listening to kind of take that extra step in their brainstorming. Don't just dismiss your business and say, you know, my business isn't really equipped or directly impactful. So this, this podcast does not apply to me. I'm, I'm, I, I wouldn't let anyone off the hook that easily. Absolutely. Absolutely. We can all learn something from so many different types of, um, you know, of business owners, of, of impact entrepreneurs. We can kind of take little nuggets away and, and apply them in our own lives. Um, Jess, uh, this has just been awesome. Before we kind of transition to the get to know you questions, I would just love for you to kind of share, you know, if people are looking to connect with you, if they are looking to, um, you know, support the work you're doing or, or touch base with you, how can they best do that? Yeah, I'd say uh, you can email me at CEO at indonero.com. And yeah, I mean, I, I really like hearing from people and hearing about the good work that they're doing too. Um, and if you're trying to go through this journey yourself, um, I'd love to be of help or have someone on my team uh, guide you through that too. Awesome. Awesome. 
All right, Jess. Well, this is one of my favorite parts of the show where I just get to ask you just kind of some fun, get to know you questions. uh, And our listeners love it too. So Jess, question number one, and this is one I've kind of been asking during this time is, you know, obviously I know that you're doing a lot of work in the business world through COVID-19, but I would love to know what are you learning about yourself personally during COVID-19? I learned so much. Oh my God. So before COVID-19, I... I was just on the road nonstop. I think I would travel uh, at least three weeks a month. I was nonstop, get on a plane two or three times a week. And I've learned through this that I actually really enjoy my peace and quiet. I really enjoy being isolated and not running around and being a social butterfly. And I've been so much more productive. I've realized that for years, I've been really working at maybe 50% capability. And now that I'm at 100%, the contrast is so striking. I've learned that for all the amazing work that Indonero is doing, I also need to have something else outside of Indonero to keep me satiated. In this case, COVID-19 projects like C-19 Coalition, which is my evening and weekend uh, philanthropic work, you know, that's such a big force for me. And it makes me think about how, you know, business and your career, it's kind of like a romantic relationship. You can't expect your one partner to satisfy all your needs per se. You got to have friends, you got to have family. And I think the same thing with career, right? Everyone expects that their one company or do everything. And, you know, now I'm learning that, you know, I need to have some philanthropic project I live in now um, as well. Man, what else learned through this process? I've learned that I've been procrastinating talking to so many people, you know, like how you procrastinate hanging out with someone until you're in their city, right? Now it's like, well, let's just do a video uh, dinner, right? And it's like, wow, why didn't I just do that with my mom and my dad over the past few years? Why did I say, oh yeah, I'll talk to you when I see you in New York four months from now? Like, it's just so ridiculous. And I actually wrote down an Evernote, I, I, I started jotting down at all these takeaways. I'm, I'm up to, I think about 24 total takeaways on all the amazing things that this COVID-19 episode has brought to my life. And, you know, I want to make sure that, you know, we're being respectful to all the people who've been negatively impacted, but instead of being sad and mopey about what's been happening, I think we would be best off also thinking about, well, how's this opportunity and, you know, really spending 80% of our mental bandwidth thinking about the positives and opportunity and upside of COVID uh, versus on why this is horrible and, you know, why I'm lonely and why, you know, my life sucks and why I'm burning it. Like, I mean, I just don't think that's productive thinking. And so so I'm, I'm just brainstorming all the positives. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's a great, that's a great perspective. All right, question number two is, what is your guilty pleasure? Guilty pleasure, man. Um, my main guilty pleasure, it's really guilty. I, I just love getting in the plane. I'm a commercial licensed pilot for fun. So I just love getting in a plane and just flying around. And yeah, I mean, obviously, I'm uh, trying to buy enough carbon offsets and plant enough trees to more than make up for my guilty sin, but that that's definitely my guiltiest pleasure. 
That's awesome. You're a pilot? I mean, a wet, what? Okay. This is just like, I feel like a bomb was just dropped on me. When did you become a pilot? How did that, how did you get into that? Yeah, I got into it maybe five years ago. I just really loved aviation as a kid. I was just so fascinated by airplanes. And I wanted to like be an airline pilot when I was like seven or eight. And obviously that never happened. I ended up going the business path. But I thought, well, what would I do if I wasn't doing business? And, you know, I, I just wanted to fly. So I went to Groupon and I found a, a flight school that gave a great deal on an intro lesson. And then I never looked back. And now I fly. I fly propeller planes. I fly jet aircraft. And... Yeah, no, it, I mean, I use it as a business tool and it's, it's one of the best parts of my personal life. That's awesome. That is awesome. I mean, I thought you were really cool before, but now I feel like you're even like, you're just next level cool that I would never be able to catch up to how cool you are. Um, so uh, <laughs> funny. <laughs> um, but that's awesome. Okay. Yeah. Uh, what would you do differently if you knew that no one was judging you? If no, if, if I knew no one was judging me, huh? I mean, I, I think most of what I do, uh, I, I think the bigger thing is if, if I knew none of my customers and employees were judging me, I would probably let them in even more onto my personal life and how I feel and what my vulnerabilities are. I'd probably share more openly how, you know, I talk about my insecurities and my fears and how, you know, I struggle still with thinking that I'm not doing enough to help others. I'm not, I'm not fulfilling, you know, my maximum potential and just be honest about that. And, um, you know, I definitely try to put up more of a confident front than, than where I actually am. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's I, my honest answer to you. No, I think that's great. I think that's great. Um, are you, I am a big reader. I love to read. I read a ton of books, both, you know, fiction, nonfiction, you know, kind of personal development, business books. Uh, are you a reader? And if so, uh, what books are you reading right now? Yeah, I, I love reading. I'm definitely a prolific reader. And, uh, you know, I, I go through weird kicks. The past few weeks, I've been reading just a ton of negotiations. And uh, I, I mean, my favorite one is Never Split the Difference by Chris Voss. Have, have you read that one? I have not, but I am adding it right now to my to-read list. It's, I've gifted this book to so many people and Chris Voss has become a friend of mine. Actually, I'm talking to him in a few hours. So this is very timely <laughs> promoting his book, but it's it's my favorite negotiation book of all I've read. And then another book I read recently that I really love is um, Can't Hurt Me by David Goggins, who's a former Navy SEAL. And his book just talks about how you could really push through pain and suffering on, you know, on a level that you probably don't even, you can't even fathom mm -hmm. and have much uh, reward and pushing through to do things that you think are impossible. And, you know, so, so many motivational speakers talk about it, but he really lives it as a, you know, Navy SEAL guy. So, I, um, you know what, yeah. a couple weeks ago, 
a friend of mine actually said, have you heard of David Goggins? Have you checked out his stuff? And I said, no, I haven't. And then I meant to go look him up. And then here you are talking about him right now. So uh, clearly I need to go <laughs> check him out um, and add him, <laughs> to, add him to my to read list. So that's awesome. Okay. Well, my last yeah. question is, uh, Jess, what does it mean to you to run a business with purpose? I mean, to me, running a business with purpose, I mean, I wow, what a deep question. Such a multi-faceted question there. I mean, for me, it means to wake up every day and know that, you know, I've got deeper meaning in all my work and that, you know, what I'm building is so much more meaningful than just making money and how not only am I doing that, but I'm inspiring my employees to make more of a difference and my customers and the impact that's been created there is like a thousandfold what it would have been if I was just profit driven. I think of, you know, living as an entrepreneur with purpose means, uh, you know, I, the gift is I get to have a much richer multidimensional life than I otherwise would have had. So it's, I, I think the gift has come back to me so many times over. It's, it's truly incredible. Mm, mm, I love that perspective. Jess, thank you so much for coming on the show. And um, I know that you are super busy right now with everything that you're doing with COVID-19. So I appreciate you taking time out of your day to, to chat with me. And I hope that we can stay connected. And uh, just thank you for sharing your wisdom and experience with uh, the listeners. Oh, me too. This was so great. And please keep up all the good work you're doing. You're clearly living um, out, you know, all of the purposeful stuff that you're talking about on these podcasts to yourself. So please keep on doing the good work you're doing. Thank you. Okay, friend, I would love to know what you loved about this episode or maybe something that you learned. If you do, let me know on social media. You can find me at Still Be a Molly or at Business with Purpose Podcast on Instagram or Facebook. And don't forget to use that hashtag Business with Purpose Podcast. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. If you are a first-time listener of the show, welcome. Be sure to visit the archives for past shows featuring incredible entrepreneurs and business owners who are literally changing the world with their businesses. And if you are a regular listener of the show, thank you so much for tuning in week in and week out, and thank you for your support. Be sure to head on over to iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Radio Public, or wherever you listen to podcasts and click that subscribe button. Clicking that subscribe button helps to make sure you never miss a new episode of the show. And while you're there, would you just take a moment to leave a review for me? Leaving a review really just helps me to know what you're liking and how the show is personally impacting you. As always, this show is produced by the amazing team at Third Wheel Media. Thank you so much for listening and go do something good with purpose on purpose. Now go do something good with purpose on purpose.